What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Are you like me and thought one day, I want to start a podcast? Well, it's easy. All you do is go to Anchor FM and sign up for free. Then, all you do is you can record from your computer or your phone. And next thing you know, all you do is upload your episode. And then like magic, Anchor just goes and releases it everywhere to Apple, to Spotify. You name it, it releases it there. It's easy, it's simple, it's fun to use. And like me, I'm not very technical oriented. Again, easy. Not like the rapper, but it's easy. If you get what I mean. So again, Go to Anchor FM, sign up, and uh, start being a content or podcast creator today. Welcome back to another episode of My Third Eye. On this episode, I have my friend and mentor, even though he doesn't like to be called that because he thinks I should look up to somebody better, but I have personal mommy and daddy issues, I guess. (laughs) So anyway, I have Ryan Dean from Dangerous World Podcast on. And uh, make sure you go follow him on Instagram and check out his podcast because he puts out a lot of great information that just blows your fucking mind and keeps you coming back time and time again so having said that sit back have fun and i don't know just i hope you get some good information out of every uh episode that i I put out Uh, i i hope it's good and i hope you love it uh coming from the heart and and thank you for everybody that that has been listening and supporting me and well you know at the end of the day i'm just a dude that wants to put out some good information get people on here that can enlighten you, get your mind right, and just put you in a better better disposition at the end of the day. So anyway, having having said all that again, I give you Ryan Dean. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of My Third Eye. Uh, tonight, I have a guy that I, I look up to and admire a lot in the podcast world. I kind of consider him a, a mentor. He took up front of my questions in the beginning of starting this podcast. I have Mr. Ryan Dean from Dangerous World Podcast. So uh, I'll let him introduce himself, tell you where he can find you, or you can find him and all his merchandise and everything he has to offer. So here's Mr. Ryan Dean from Dangerous World Podcast. Man, that is the sweetest introduction I've ever had. It's very nice. Uh, no one, I, I actually, I'm, I'm worried about you if you look up to me as a mentor in any fashion, because I am no one to look up to. But I, I that is very nice, honestly. Um, and dude, you're doing this thing yourself, man. You know, I, I think from what I understand, you're doing pretty darn good for just I'm tr- starting off. I'm trying. So, I mean, it's fun, dude. You know, so I, uh, I very much appreciate you having me on your show here, dude. This is going to be a fun little chat. Absolutely. Um, I've been looking forward to this day for, for quite some time. Um, you know, 
being a listener and a fan for so many years of different podcasts and then finally growing the nutsack to say, you know what, I, I want to throw my hat in the ring as well. And I got a fucking battle axe. I, I can bring to the fucking, you know, battle itself. Let, let's fucking swing and take some, some of these fucking dark shit entities, whatever you want to call topics and cut their fucking head off, cut them open and see what they're all about. Well, what got you in? What like what what was the thing that actually pushed you over the edge to actually start? Because like I'm I'm in the same boat as you. I wanted to start one for a little while. I I for starting a podcast a couple of years ago, I wasn't as big of a fan as po- of of podcasts for as long as most people that I've dealt with and okay. met. Um, but I just wanted to get into it because it's it's kind of a fun thing. It seems like so many people that start in this niche of podcasts conspiratorial type stuff uh truth or freedom fighting type shit um what what pushed you over the edge dude i'm interested in that um it was about i'm trying to think maybe a year and a half ago my very first guest that i had on was uh jamie king and his wife jenny and i remember i was it was middle of summer or something and i texted him one day i was like hey you know i need some more podcast ideas to listen to and he goes start your own I was like, nah, I don't, you know, but that always stuck in the back of my head. And then the more I, I listened and listened and listened and listened, I realized I have no one around me to talk to about any of this shit. So that's when I drunk messaged you one night on, on IG and you actually reached back and said, yeah, man, I'll give you a hand. And then I was fucking, I was floored, just completely floored. And that that's where it started. You know, I, I just wanted to be able to interview and learn as much as I want to from, from guests or, and then, and make friends along the way, you know what I mean? To be able to talk to, you know, Hey, what do you think about the Anunnaki or whatever, you know, whatever, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Like whatever. Cause we, I look at my wife, she'd be like, what the hell are you talking about? You're weird. You know what I mean? So <laughs> It makes it so you can have normal relationships in the real world. Yeah. And you have a podcast like this, right? Absolutely. You know, I actually had a fan uh, reach out to me. Um, It was the first fan. Uh, I woke up trying to think what day was it? I think it was Friday. And um, I get an email from an Aiden McCabe and telling me he just found my podcast. He really likes it. And he, he was curious about the, uh, the episode I did on, on DMT trips. And he shared a little bit of a story in his email and what have you. And so I was like, Hey, you know, I re- re- you know, replied back to him. Thanks for reaching out. You know, if you want to be on the show, let's hook up here. You know, he's on the East coast. He's up in Canada somewhere. So, you know, maybe that, you know, it's a future guest. I just, what, what what shocks me the most is how the stars have aligned with with getting guests and i, I used your philosophy and i kind of actually blew ny patriot out of, the, out of the water when he he goes man i like your logo how'd you get it i said well i just took ryan's ryan dean's advice and said you know you just ask people worst they can say is no and i had someone follow me on ig and i'll leave her name private because she, she doesn't want to shout out but she knows who she is and, uh, <laughs> She, uh, she designed a, a logo for me. Well, here, my favorite band of all time is Tool. So I really love Alex Gray's artwork that he does for all the Tool albums. 
she used to work with Alex Gray. So wow. Was, yeah, it blew my mind. So she, she sent over one and she goes, at first I was going to plug her. And then she thought, well, you know, you're talking conspiracy. So maybe, you know, some topics might draw some negative energy toward towards that way. And she didn't, you know, didn't want that. I said, no, that's fine. You know, if you just let me know when you want me to promote, you know, I'll promote you. So, and Hen Wise just like, dude, I never even thought about doing that. It's like, I just asked. The worst they could say is no. Yeah, they're not going to come kick your ass or have you killed or anything. Right. You know what I mean? That's like, awesome, dude. Yeah. They're not like uh, a certain someone that likes to charge money to to, to be interviewed. We'll leave Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a few of those out there. No, man, you know, it's fun. And, and there's no shortage of things to talk about. But I've been a little skeptical lately with how many people that aren't necessarily in the the conspiratorial mindset that are just hopping on the conspiracy bandwagon right now. And also everything is political. So you've got, you've got people that are comedians and you've got people that are motivational speakers Mm -hmm. and all these other things that are hopping into the conspiracy world and the political world, right? Because it's in vogue right now. It's very, very fashionable. And this is why so many people look up to like Sam Tripoli and, uh, you oh, know, absolutely. David, I, I mean, Sam Tripoli really is, I think, more of an influence than like David Icke or even Alex Jones at this point. I because never heard of David Icke until I listened to uh, Tripoli. Yeah, That's the yeah. thing. Oh, he, yeah. He's more in depth, like mm-hmm. like Sam Tripoli, I think, was one of the first comedians that, you know, all these all different kinds of people from all different walks of life are really all about conspiracies. Um and, and that was a term that had a negative connotation to it, right? You're, you're, yeah. You hear conspiracy theorists and you're like, oh, this fucking crazy person. <laughs> yeah. And but I, I mean, like when you own the when you own the title, you know, like the, the whole tinfoil hat podcast, I mean, you're owning that name. And I see a lot of people imitating Sam Tripoli in like a hack way. Yeah, and so that's, that's it is, you know, t- people talking about how they I mean, literally quoting him word for word and things. And that's that's very interesting. But it just goes to show what power someone can have when they find their way in what their their passion is. You know, um, I think Absolutely. that that, you know, shows like that, they give people the the quote permission to to talk about these things. And so I, I'm very grateful for for that show. And I think that it's um it's interesting, man. You, like I, I just did a, a little Patreon rant where I was talking about how shitty these motivational speakers are, and like these people that tell you to start your own business no matter what. It's like, well, yeah. there's a lot of risk there. Not everyone's meant to be an entrepreneur. No, um, not at all. There, and there's if, one. If, have you heard of Ant? Go ahead. ahead. No, no, go for it. No, I was just gonna say, you know, it, starting a business, there, there's a lot of lot of risk. And very little reward. I mean, you start a business, you, you don't start making money for at least the first two to five years. I mean, you're, you're still spending money and barely making bills. So I, I can't stand any like Gary Vee and all them. It's like, hey, dude, okay, you're successful. It's okay to like, hey, I just said, fuck it. And I did it. And I just say, mm-hmm. fuck this and I do it. Well, okay. Not everybody can do that. You know, there are limits in life that do unfortunately hold some people back. Well, I don't know if you know his his like foundational story, Gary V's. 
No, I, I really don't. I, I saw him come on the scene a couple of years ago. Like I seen it on Facebook and what have you. And I was like, okay, you know, at first I was like, Oh, this guy's kind of cool. He's like, kind of like one of us, you know, he did no filter, what have you. And then the more I listened to him, I was just like, dude, you're just kind of like the rest of them to me. Like, Oh, you can do it. You can do it. No. That's how I was with Trump, dude. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I, I yeah. see Trump come on the scene and I'm like, Oh shit. I'm surprised that he won. You know, I, I was telling my dad for so long not to get too sidetracked here, but I was telling my dad because um, he he was kind of upset with me that I didn't vote for like the first. Uh, it was all Obama. I could have either voted for Obama or McCain or right. I could have voted for Obama. And uh, who's that other rhino that he uh, ran against? His name uh, slipped in my mind. Romney. Out of Utah. Romney. Um, either one of those those guys I could have voted for didn't vote for any. And then I see Trump come on and I'm like, yeah, I mean, you know, Trump might be a good call, but dude, there's no fucking way Trump's going to win because Hillary Clinton's already been anointed to win this. Right. And then, you know, Trump pulls the quote upset. And then I'm like, you know, my dad's like, see, elections are real. And I'm like, well, shit, maybe they can be real. And then I start seeing how this whole process works out when I'm really diving deep into it because I just had that gut instinct. What You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, I wasn't a Trumper out the gate at all. You know, when, when, when they started the whole list of, I don't know what, what was it? 300 fucking Republicans running for, for president yeah. at some point. I'm like that. Um, I was a, uh, I was a Rand Rand Paul guy at first and then Ted Cruz kind of got in the mix. And then now I see like, they're all, they're all part of the same cog. It, it doesn't yeah. matter if you're a left wing or a right wing that you're you're making the the eagle of this country fly and well Rand paul is too right yeah so yeah i mean yeah i don't know that they all sit at the same dinner table at the end of the day absolutely and they all they all fuck the same kids unfortunately Mm -hmm. which is fucked up but um like what i was getting into before we we went down that little tangent you know gary v's little story of how he got to where he's at and how he can kind of you know just talk a lot of bs and and you know really kind of suck people in is that his dad he's a, a soviet union he was born in the soviet union they immigrated over here to the u.s at some point and he took his father's wine store, liquor store, and put it online. He was one of the first online liquor stores. Oh, and so okay. he blows this business up. Um, so with that, with that little thing right there, not many people's parents own a liquor store. That is a very that's actually kind of a wealthy business to be in. If you own a fucking liquor store, even if it's not doing so well and and not doing well by his standards, was doing three million dollars a year in sales. That's that that was good. You're, uh, absolutely. You're still, you're still a multimillionaire. Yeah, well, this is sales, so you're not necessarily oh, yeah, yeah, making. Tell, so yeah. I don't know what the, I don't know what they were netting, but right. like I've been really fascinated with business for most of my adult life here, okay. and I mean I've never sold three million dollars of product. I, I'm gonna guess that all your listeners haven't done that either. No. That's a lot of money to sell. So whether you're taking in half that, whether you're taking in 10% of that, it doesn't matter. Most people aren't selling that much product, getting that much clout, getting that much recognition. So this dude's out there saying stuff that doesn't apply to 99% of people. And the 1% of people that it does apply to don't need that advice because they're already going to do it. So I've just been so frustrated 
with with the way that I've been seeing things. And it's the same with politics. It's the same with any industry that you're getting into, dude. And it's, it's fascinating to me. So not to ramble, but I just I, I, I've been really having a chip on my shoulder when it comes to these people that try to encourage people to do shit that just does not matter and that and that they likely can't just even accomplish. Right. Oh, I fully agree with you. I mean, like you said, the, the people that can't afford it are like 1%, you know, us 99%. I, I don't have a business in, in my family name that I can take over and think of fresh ideas to try and, you know, like, okay, put liquor in on, on, on the internet to, to sell it, you know, that, you know, back then, yeah, it wasn't unheard of. Now it's, it's common. Every, everybody yeah. you, you got wine clubs, whiskey clubs, beer clubs, you know, all sorts of shit out there. But I don't know. That's kind of why I like podcasting because it's more intimate. And one day, if I do make money at it, great. It'll be doing something I love and, and, you know, I'm going to have a blast with it. But yeah, I don't, I don't have time for motivational speakers. You know, I, neither does anyone that's actually fucking working, dude. No, no. <laughs> Cause it's like, if I could do what, you, what you're trying to tell, tell me to do, I would have done it. You know, 20, 30 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's weird, man. You know, I have some friends that, like I said, that I actually respect uh, that, that look up to these dudes and some of them are actually fairly successful, but it's like, dude, you would have done that anyway. So I don't, I don't want to make this whole thing about that kind of BS, but it's just, it, it is weird that I, I see the same similar, like the similar aspects of motivational speaking and trying to make everyone an entrepreneur. I feel like that was like, so, in the early 2000s, a fad for every white kid, black kid, Mexican kid, whatever, almost everyone wanted to be, at least in my area, they wanted to be a rapper. Maybe in different areas, it was a musician of some kind. No, that's same here. Okay, perfect. And you're in, you're on the other side of the country, literally yeah. opposite side of the country from me. You're I'm southwest, you're northeast. So yep. Yep. it's it's you know, it, I think that that transcends the entire country. And then now uh, between then, so you have the rapper and now the new rapper for like the mid 2000s, maybe like 2010, 2015 and so on was an entrepreneur. You know, Jay-Z goes on to like people are starting to respect him more for his entrepreneurship than his rapping with with beats. Exactly. All these mega rappers start turning into entrepreneurs and people start glamorizing the entrepreneur. And then now. I think that new thing is podcasts. I think that everyone in their fucking mother has a podcast. Yeah, and so and I, that's another thing that made me kind of hesitant. I'm like, there's there's three million podcasts out there. Like, but a lot of them suck, dude. Yeah, they a do. lot of them. A lot of them are horrible. You know what I mean? Like, I, I was blown away how quickly um, when Brandon was on board, how quickly we moved up in the global rankings. I mean, there's a lot of podcasts out there, but a lot of them are literally just people treating a podcast like their own blog, just getting their thoughts out there and there's no nothing to it. You know what I mean? So I think it's, it's like anything else. If you try and I, for the record, I I don't think that that you're too late to get on. If you're starting one now, or you started one last month or you start one a month or two from now. Um, But now it's going to move into the digital world clearly. So what's the next thing that people are going to start focusing on? It's digital stuff with the metaverse and all that. Yeah. So it's just crazy, dude. And and conspiracies, there's the whole hack thing where every podcast starts off as a conspiracy podcast. I don't know if you watch Always Sunny. No, everybody always told me to watch. I don't watch much TV just because 
I don't know. It, to be honest with me, it bores me half the time. I'm, I, I have to be, it has to really catch me in order for me to, to watch it. But I Oh, always, you'd love Sonny. You'd, all, you'd love that told me. All my old co-workers are like, oh, I can't believe you've never watched Sonny in Philadelphia. My God, that was funny shit. I'm like. You've never seen one episode? Not one. Oh, dude, you'd love it. Watch it tonight. Do you have Hulu? Uh, I think we might have let our prescription run out. Okay, if you have Hulu, check it out, dude. It's actually it very on good. Netflix at all? No, it's only on Hulu that I know of. Hulu. Okay, but yeah, dude, check it out. It, it's something right up your alley, and it's something like you got to decompress every once in a while. Like, because right. this is one thing that I learned early on, dude. It's like, dude, you can't, you can't be balls deep in conspiracies constantly because oh, it no, will drive no. you crazy. So, um, but no, anyway, there's. No. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say there's an episode where they start a podcast. These two dudes, the uh, a dude and his sister start a podcast. And the first episode is about conspiracies. And then they quickly realize that podcasting isn't for them. But it's like every podcast seems to start off as a conspiracy. Pod- Joe Rogan did that. Yeah. Tim Dillon, my favorite podcast. You know, Tim Dillon started off mm-hmm. balls deep in conspiracy. Um, so it's just one of those things where it's like, dude, what are we doing here? You know, I, I think that the 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 good shit will be filtered away from the bad shit and i think that no matter what you do uh whatever industry you're in i think that you can you can excel if you're good at it and if you're passionate about it i do think that's one thing that i take from these gary v types if you're passionate about something you can excel at it but dude absolutely that's one percent of the good advice they give everything else is shit (laughs) you know what i mean it's just hot air (laughs) yeah dude and that's kind of why uh, my what my third eye is all about is it doesn't capture just one topic. You know, opening your third eye is an experience and 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 a whole mindset to everything. Not just conspiracy. It could be cryptid. It could be paranormal. It could be apolitical or geopolitical. You know, it it doesn't matter. Nature's medicine, health, DMT. You know, I don't care what topic comes up. You want to get your voice out there. Get it out there. Let's talk. I want, I want to be enlightened. You know, I just had, I just released my last episode uh, that I had with Colorado Dank. I just sat there just poof, mind blown the whole, the whole damn time. He's an interesting dude. Yeah. Great guy. And, and yeah, man, uh, it's funny that he's, he's really making his rounds doing this. And I'm so happy that he's doing that. I'm, I'm trying to get him to start a podcast for a while. That's what he and, says. Um, he's like, people keep telling me to start one. I'm like, dude, you got a lot of fucking knowledge to get out there. Get it out. Yeah, there. And, he, and he can just talk, dude. You know what I mean? And yeah. that's what's so great. It's great to see him, how he's evolved, because, dude, the first time him and I spoke, I had to edit so much dead air out of the conversation. And I'm sure he wouldn't mind me mentioning this because like he even mentioned too, he was like, dude, sorry, that was bad. You know? Cause like <laughs> he's sitting there and like, he doesn't realize that I'm recording like at, at the first time, you know, I'm recording and he's like, Oh shit. Like, let me look this up. And I'm like, okay. You know, I'm like, I wasn't saying anything so I could see the silent thing going through. Yeah. And, and now he's killing it, dude. He's, he's got great information and so many people have good information. The only but, thing I had to edit on ours was, uh, I think I took, I think it was me taking a, a deep breath or some shit like that in a couple different spots. Him. <laughs> yeah. Dude, he's, he's, you know what I mean? I was just like, man, this is great. It's like, he's been doing it for, for his whole life. Yeah, no, he's killing it now, man. So, and I think that everyone has that in them. If they're, if they know, if they take a little bit of time 
to learn stuff, you know what I mean? To learn whatever. So, so with you personally, like what's the, what's the stuff that you're real, real interested in, in talking Uh, about? Wow. Um, I don't, I don't even know where to start. Cause like my big thing for, for years was, and I don't, and I don't want to be labeled, Oh, a Bigfoot guy, but I was always intrigued on, on Sasquatch and aliens and, uh, you know, your, your, your secret societies and shit like that. You know, I remember sitting on a, a Freemason lodge when here, well, the town over that I grew up in when I moved out here and me and my buddy looking at each other, like, Hey, we're sitting on the, on a Freemason steps. You know, I heard they, you know, if you talk bad about them, they'll, they'll take you out and kill you and you know, <laughs> just stuff like that, you know, and it always intrigued me. And then I had some paranormal experiences and so I'm kind of all over the place. I don't have one specific topic. And, and I think that's a thing that kind of held me back for a while because I was like, well, all these podcasters have like the, their own niche that, you know, they, they know a lot about, like, like you look at, uh, Mark from my family thinks I'm crazy. Like he's, he's got a niche and he's really good at it, but he's well-versed in a lot of other things as well. So it's like, am I going to be any good? Because I, I don't have that. You know, I like everything, like everything intrigues me. So I, I don't, I don't really have a good answer for you on that one. I, you know, I, I'm sure you can bring up a topic and yeah, let's talk. You know what I mean? Let's yeah, I, I do. I do think that a lot of people do have something that they're more comfortable talking about. And I think that that's good. I think that, you know, like mine, mine's like geopolitical stuff. That's what right. really intrigues me. I think that because those are the real things that are in your face and they affect you on a day to day basis. But um, yeah, dude, some people like Mark, he's more into the spiritual shit, mm-hmm. um, you know, very, very, uh, you know, Matt, someone that that I've been dealing with a lot. And I'm happy about that, dude. He's he's doing a great job, Matt, from The Great Deception. Um, yes, big time. Yeah, dude. So he started off. I thought that like what he was into was pop culture the first time that him and I spoke. But it turns out he's very into like hidden history and like Tataria and shit like that. Yeah, and see, so, I love that shit. And then and see, the box saga and, and all that. I forget who who was doing a big breakdown who is really doing a big nosedive into the box saga. It's one of the podcasts that I'm sure, you know, and you know, your listeners and my two listeners, you know, myself and uh, maybe my, Oh, you got more than somebody that. Else, but no, uh, that, that, that listen, I don't know if it was, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't want to throw the wrong name out there and, and, you know, get dinged for it, but yeah, it, it, all this shit, you know, and I even talked with, with, um, Colorado Dank a little bit on the box saga and he didn't he didn't really know much about it I said I can't do it any justice you just have to look it up because it, it's new to me but it's so fucking fascinating because everything that he was kind of ta- talking about that kind of linked in with it and then uh. that and all this can kind of link in with Tataria and so it like I said you bring up a topic let's you just talk you know what I mean like nobody knows for sure on on most of this yeah stuff. yeah so, you can just cite more and more accurate information right. you know what I mean? and that's that's what's interesting too is like tartaria for some reason I, I have zero interest in tartaria but that doesn't mean that it's not important you know what i mean i i feel like hidden history is absolutely important but i think that there are so much just in my opinion there's there's more things that i'm interested in that are more current 
You know what I mean? I, I'm more interested in current events, but dude, I respect the hell out of anyone that is trying to discover uh, things that have been left out in our history books, because dude, I, I don't know about you, dude, but I didn't get one damn thing valuable out of school other than like learning how to interact with people. Yeah. That, that, that's about it. And, and basic math. Yeah. Like adding two that's plus two. Yeah. Very basic. Math. Divide. Yeah. <laughs> you never, you, you mean to tell me right now you don't use the Pythagorean theorem. Well, I did have to use it today while I was out foraging for mushrooms. Cause that, that applies. Okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> but they didn't teach you about psychedelics. So no, there you go. <laughs> no, I, no I, mean, I, I was looking for the gourmet kind though. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, dude. No, it's just, it, it's, it's wild. And yeah, we have some serious problems, but yeah, that doesn't mean that just because I'm interested in one thing or another, uh, you know, it's not, I, I think that Tartaria has some serious importance, but um I don't know why, dude. Are you, how how do you feel about Tataria? Are you pretty interested in that kind of shit? I like to listen to it. I like to hear about it. Um, I don't know if I can fully buy all of it because then there's the aspect of, okay, well, our history didn't start till like the 1800s, like and a thousand years was wiped out. I, you know, some of that plates people try to bring into it, and but then you start looking uh-huh. at the world's fairs and. Those are interesting too. Yeah. So it's like, does that kind of tie in with Tataria? You know, the world's fairs and then the timeline. So so it's, and at the end of the day, it's all confusing, but it's really fun to listen to people break it down that really enjoy researching it. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, It's kind of like the, are you a flat earther or a ball? I don't know. I'm not married to either, but I'll entertain, you know, either side. I'm not going to make a commitment. I'm not, I'm not someone that I'm not, I'm not Marco Polo or whatever, or any other explorer or conquistador or whatever the fuck you want to call anybody that goes around planting flags and, and, and taking, you know, claim to a stake. So, yeah, you know, I, I, there definitely is some sort of lost history. I'll say that for sure, because, you know, learning about history now and seeing what's going on, how they're trying to remove statues Oh. Uh, of of significant people, even Martin Luther King statues, they're trying to take down in some spots, and that's some bullshit. Yeah, Martin. Whether it's Martin Luther King or dude, there's a, I've said this before. There's a Pancho Villa statue. I live in Tucson, Arizona. There's a Pancho Villa statue in downtown Tucson. I'm not sure if you know who Pancho Villa is, mm-hmm. but heard, yeah, yeah, I mean, this dude raped multiple women, kind of like uh, almost up there with like a Che Guevara type, but more on like a local level. Now, right. Um, that's not what we were taught in school. He was a good guy. That's the thing, dude. It's like you, you see this shit and it's like, dude, I like my, my people, you know, mm-hmm. hated Pancho Villa, but he's part of history. They could put up a fucking statue of Satan himself, dude. And I'd be like, no, leave it up. Cause that's part of the fucking, that's part of the world that we live in. Right. You know what I mean? Um, but you have you have Martin Luther King. You've got like Thomas Jefferson. You got George Washington. Such as they're trying to take down Christopher Columbus is a big one. And it's just like, dude, like once well, we, I don't, I don't think his statue needs to be taken down. But if if you do a little bit more research into Christopher Columbus, he was a piece of shit. No, he wasn't, dude. Really? He, no, he, see, I've so, heard all sorts of stuff that he he he's not this good guy that everybody thought he was. Well, that's the thing is that everyone thinks he's a piece of shit, but like I've I've heard and I've listened and I've researched a little bit about him. And supposedly he was very adamant. So his men were pieces of shit. 
Okay. But he was supposedly telling his men like, hey, we're going to take the land from these people, but don't rape them. Don't kill their kids. Just relocate them. You know, we're taking this for our people. Okay. And for the record, he was Spanish. He wasn't fucking. Yeah. He, he spoke no. Spanish. Yeah, he, he wasn't was, he came from the Spanish crown. Or was he Italian? What was he? I think he was. No, he was, was he? I thought he was Spanish. We could probably do a quick search on that. But yeah. no, yeah, he didn't speak. <laughs> I'll tell you right now, he didn't speak English. So no. No, that's the. That's the problem, dude, is that, um, yeah, I think that Christopher Columbus was actually Italian now that I'm saying it out loud. But, yeah, dude, it's it's just a problem when you start when you start talking about, you know, white English speaking straight men are bad. Um, That that's kind of repeating the same steps that I think happened back then, you know, to where, you know, we've lost history. There's there's even theories. I actually heard heard this from uh, from Matt from Great Deception. He was talking about how the Great Wall of China was most likely built to keep the Chinese people in China, not to keep Mongolians out of China. The Mongolians built it, supposedly. I mean, this is just a theory. And uh, when when the Mongolians were conquered by China, they killed everyone off. And so, I mean, there's no there's no other side of that history to where they can say, like, no, China was the one that was trying to suppress everybody. And we were the ones fighting to keep them out. But they ended up, you know, beating them and, and everything. So uh, you, you never know. You got to have two sides of history, I think. And like, you got to have people be able to do the research and discern good and bad information. That's why I don't think that Alex Jones should be canceled. I don't think that uh AOC, even though I don't agree with the damn thing she says, I don't think she should be canceled. I no, think that you should be able not. to put those you should put those opinions out there so that people can like hey, say, hey, this bitch is crazy or this bitch or this woman has so <laughs> much great knowledge that that we need to follow. And you you let people choose with their, you know, getting all information, all things being equal. I think that Americans in particular and, you know, the rest of the world will follow. I think that, you know, I, I will say this. The United States is the leader in thought. I will say that with all things being equal and yeah. call me a nationalist, call me a racist, call me whatever you want. I think that the United States has a unique position in the world oh, throughout absolutely. history. Oh, yeah. Since its conception. I yeah. Mean, and we're relatively new as a country. But yeah, yeah. dude, like I we've mean, been look, thought leaders. You look at. Uh, everything that's going on over in England and Australia and everything like that. And, and even bef- before uh, the stupid common cold shutdown, uh, what was it? It was a Tokyo where they were having a lot of the protests and, and what have you. And they all look to America f- for help, like, help, you know, help us. We want to be like America, you know? And, and a lot of the people also look at us like, dude, you and I'm not preaching for any kind of armed insurrection, armed violence, or anything. But they're like, you guys still have guns. Like you can you can stop your government. Whereas us Americans, no, oh, we're just docile, you know. And they're over there. Australia has no guns. They're putting them in in freaking basically concentration camps. And- you know what, dude? I I actually talked with an Australian that, and for the record, before we move on, Christopher Columbus was from Italy. So okay. just just so we can confirm but that he for anyone, sailed else. over here by the duties of the Queen of Spain, correct? 
I think so. That's what sounds right. Like he was commissioned by Spain, but yeah, he was yes. an Italian. So that's okay, why that I was sense. always taught that he was that he was uh, Spanish. You know what I mean? Like that mm-hmm. just go. That proves our point. How shitty the fucking school system is. Oh, absolutely. But um, uh, yeah, I talked with an uh, Australian dude. They have guns there. This is more fake shit. Like, this is more fake news that we're hearing, dude. He's like, yeah, you can have guns, but there there's very strict regulations on guns. So not many people want to go through the okay. the process of having guns. But a lot of people hunt there. Um, I asked something with the with the dude that I know from New Zealand. He said, yeah, they have guns there, too. Um, hmm. So, yeah, we, we think of Australia as not having guns, but they have them. They just don't want to use them. And the restrictions make it so that mostly. Who would have the guns with higher restrictions, do you think? Uh, white people or the criminals, criminals. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, like right. you would think that like criminals would have like it doesn't matter if if guns are legal or not. They're the, the criminals are going to have the guns no matter what. OK, so, yeah, I see. So I, I, I misunderstood the question. Damn. Yeah, no, it's all good. My, my shitty high school upbringing. That's the thing, dude, the education system, you know, you can't, <laughs> no one can critically think these days. No. <laughs> I, I mean, it, it's, it's just nuts, dude. So yeah. And uh, what he was telling me about was, it, it, you know, it is, it's a shit show in Australia, but there are some, some uh, States there that are pretty darn decent. Okay. So, you know, it, it's, um, it's a mixed bag over there, much like it is here in the U S right. And, and there again, it goes to, you know, your, your fake news, telling the the programming of a lie that worked to believe, you know, for years. I, I've always thought, oh, Australia had to turn in all their guns and nobody's allowed to own them. In the 90s. Yeah. yeah. That's what we're told. I mean, like, yeah. that's the thing. So, but, I, you know, according to at least this one Australian dude, and I believe him uh, because I, I cross-checked a lot of his information that he was telling me about, like, Victoria, um queensland like all these different areas and Mm -hmm. and he's pretty on point with with what he knows i mean the dude lives there so i i believe what he says um but yeah man uh supposedly they they do have guns there well that's good hopefully they i don't know i don't want to see it come to a point where they they need that to take back their freedom from the the, basically the new world order that they're living under but that's some bullshit that's going on down there Dude, I mean, you know, I'll say this right now. I think that like people always always are saying like on on the side of freedom, people are always saying like, hey, let's like be polite and let's just try and like show our numbers. That's not what that other side's doing. I'm going to leave it at that. The other side is not being polite and they're not showing their numbers. They have a small number of people Mm -hmm. and us as a majority are sitting here trying to be polite and trying to do the democratic thing and be like hey you know let's let's tiptoe our way and let's try and make this piece i'm not saying anything i'm not saying we should do anything because that's the thing you can't you can't make any call the moment you do you're gonna hear yeah fbi yeah so i'm not (laughs) saying anything (laughs) exactly i'm not saying anything specifically but that's not we we have to understand at a certain point and i wonder when that point's going to be that you know the 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 enemy so to speak is and it's not any color it's not any political party it's not anything it's not any gender whether they're real or fake um you know there's a certain group of people or entities or whatever you want to call them that are going against what what humanity needs and and thrives off of so it's crazy it is it's all crazy because 
you know, I sit here and I'm like, I should do more. I should get out and, you know, organize a, a, a an event to, to, to bring awareness to this. But then I'm like, like everybody else, you know, you work a nine to five, your days off, you're tired, you're, you got shit to do around the house. You got, you know, a family or, or something that you have to help raise. So where do you find the time to do that? Now I kind of contradict myself because I, I make sure I find the time to do a podcast, but you know, but then also, do I really want to go out there and, and, and hold a, you know, organize a, a, a rally to set, you know, show, Oh, look at how high the gas prices are. It, it's not going to change anything. It, yeah. it really won't at the end of the day, it's not going to change anything. Yeah. Dude. You know, it's funny you bring that up. Cause I actually, I just did a thing, you know, how everyone's sitting there saying like support small businesses, support small grocery stores and things like that. I'm all for supporting small businesses, but I'm in that same camp as you, man, where it's like, dude, if I'm going to go, they're raising prices everywhere. There's a a trend going on here. Mm -hmm. They're pushing more and more people to Walmart, Amazon, Costco, Kroger, whatever. Right. For groceries. I'm I'm strictly speaking about groceries here. I will buy T-shirts from small companies. I make a lot of every T-shirt I own. I actually make myself, but they're good. I like them. (laughs) <laughs> well, thank you, sir. Uh, but no, I, you know, when it comes to, to necessities, staples in life, mm-hmm. right? Food, water, things like this. Um, I've given up on the idea of going and supporting small grocery stores. And that's a sad truth. But I'm honest with my audience. And I say, hey, man, my heart goes out to these people, but they're raising taxes. They're, the inflation was 7% last month. Yeah. And that's going to that's going to continue to rise. And 7% was on the more conservative end. It's realistically for meat eaters and people that actually eat real food and good food. It's like 13, 14%. So was it? uh, Go ahead. It could have been a Monday night master debater episode. But were you someone was talking about how the dollar store is going to now be dollar 25. Well, that's yeah, we talked about that on Monday. That's 25% inflation right there right out from the dollar tree but the problem here is that it doesn't sound like a lot i remember when i was you know because you get uh, like oh this is a dollar like if i'm gonna sit there and say like hey i'm gonna charge you a dollar today but tomorrow it's a dollar 25 you're gonna be like okay fuck it it's 25 cents right but that's 25 percent. you have to think in all things of mm-hmm. percentages yeah i remember like when i was ago when i started out smoking it was it was like a buck <laughs> and now you know and i, and I remember my parents that, that smoked at the time, oh, if cigarettes hit two, three bucks a pack, I'm quitting smoking. Well, here now they're almost freaking $10 a pack for, for yeah. your most generic brand. I was like, you know what? I threw mine out the window last uh, April Fool's Day and picked up a robot dick and started sucking on that ever since. And I spent $25 a month. Interesting. <laughs> and, and my lungs thank me for it too. So not well, that good. I'm encouraging people to go start vaping, but it, it it did help. <laughs> yeah. And you look like a douche smoking vapes. We got to admit yeah, that. Right? I mean, I, <laughs> but I, I, I like my vapes. Like I like my men, you know, it, it is big and black. So no, I know, dude. No. And you know, I, there's something so fucking cool about someone that's hanging on to cigarettes. Yeah. I don't smoke much. I mean, I, I smoke every now and then, but there's something so cool about like some like an attractive person. You got to be decent looking at least. Right? right. And you're out there just smoking a cigarette and not many good looking people smoke cigarettes. But there is something fascinating right. about like a hot 
Swedish chick smoking a cigarette. Yeah. Well, my wife's a, a blonde and <laughs> she still smokes. And there you go, dude. Like today we were, we were coming back. We, we went and got a Christmas tree and what have you. And, you know, she lit a cigarette and I caught a whiff of it. She's like, mm. and she, she looked at me. She's like, what? I said, oh, I just smelled your cigarette. So it smelled good. She, and she kind of looked at me. I said, it's not going to taste good for me. I just said it smells good. <laughs> I said it's not going to taste good, but it smells good and it, it feels good. Right. I said, you know, I, I, I tried smoking a cigar over the over the summer. We went up to to uh, vacation at, at a cabin, and my uncle had a cigar, and I was like, ah, you know, I used to smoke cigars every now and again. It's like get, I'll I'll try a puff or whatever. As soon as that smoke hit my mouth, I was like, oh, this is, tastes like shit. I'm like, really? Yeah. yeah. And that was, you know, months after after quitting. But it, there's a lot of people that get like that with alcohol, too, you mm-hmm. know, after uh, a certain point. I will say it, there's a lot of truth in that whole uh, sense of smell. Now, I always had a really great sense of smell. But since I quit smoking, it, it's like like it was when I was a little kid. And then my taste buds. Now, I love hot food. Hot. I love hot. Yeah, they were dull. Spicy, yeah, spicy. Now I can yeah, still handle too. the same same level of heat, but it was like, whoa, I'm getting more flavor combinations that I did I'm getting now than I used to, and I was like, man, this is awesome. Yeah, yeah. There's something about spicy food that that is just so it's it's insane. Oh, I I, I was watching Black Mirror the other day, and they were talking about um there was the episode where the guy gets the the pain implant uh, where he can feel other people's pain if they wear the beanie. And like he feels I don't know if you've seen that show, but he was talking about um, the same thing with like if you you can get excited about pain the same way that like a culinary type of person or a culinary minded person would get excited about spicy food. It's like the first time you try a jalapeno, it burns the shit out of your mouth. Mm-hmm. But if you push through it and you have it a couple times, then you're like, oh, shit, I want something hotter. You know what I mean? And like now I love I'm, I I love spicy food. You know, it's the same thing. So it's the same deal with I think it's the same thing with anything. I think that trauma can be the same. You know what I mean? I think that, you know, if um, I think this is why a lot of people get into like, you know, we always think normal people, I would say, think like, how the fuck do UFC fighters want to do that? Like, how do you want to go out there and bleed to make? hundred thousand dollars a year. Most of those dudes don't make that much money. Right. Um, thirty thousand if they're lucky, usually. How the fuck do you want to do that? It's like you get addicted to getting hit mm-hmm. at a certain point. After you've like seen your nose get broken and it heals up, and you're like, Oh shit, I'm not made out of glass. I can go out there and I can fight and I can I can break more bones and I can maybe break other people's bones. Right. And, and I can get paid. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it and it kind of taps into our uh our our DNA is, is, you know, human beings, you know, that, that that's what we used to do from day one. You know, you see another tribe, someone nurse, there's another dude trying to steal your food that you just killed. Well, I'm going to go beat the shit out of him. Well, okay. He beat the shit out of you. He got your, he got your fucking deer. So, you know I mean? It's, it's basic carnal instincts that, you know, fighting and, and not everybody's like, you know, made out to, to be a fighter, but I, I can see where the addiction could come from. You know, you, you get, you, you knock somebody out for the first time and win some money and you're like, Oh wow. Yeah. I did that, man. Yeah. I did that. All that training. Wow. It finally paid off. You know, it's, it's like, 
you know, you're practicing shooting a handgun and you get your first bullseye. It addicted, you know, right yeah. after that, it's like, Oh, I, okay. I, I can do this. So yeah, it's, it's every, and that can be with anything. Yeah. It's with anything. Exactly. Like, I mean, there, I think that that whole, um, you know, whatever you want to call it, tribalistic or animalistic or primal or whatever, that thing's been bred out of us as a, as a race, as a human race, right. but the, the basic instincts of it, will never go away because you can find the most beta cuck dude and he would take everything that he could from you if he had the ability to do so but he just can't he can't do it so there's something about that feeds into greed that feeds into ego it feeds into all that stuff but yeah dude i think that no matter what no matter how evolved you think you are uh everyone wants money everyone wants power everyone wants whatever they can get um money power respect yeah yeah respect too yeah (laughs) there there's there's a lot of people that just won't admit that though and i think that that's the corniest shit ever when people say that they no, like i i wouldn't want to rule over a city if i had the ability to it's like you're telling me if fucking joe biden come came to your fucking door and the only reason i'm using him is because he's our fake president right now if he came to your fucking door and he said hey i need you to take over for me and lead the country. You wouldn't fucking do it. And you're going to, you're going to have the same coverage as I. Have you found the keys to unlock your best trip on a Trafalgar tour? You unlock more than just the world. We give you the keys to discover real connections and one of a kind experiences. It all starts with expert itineraries where everything is taken care of with Trafalgar. Your money goes further. And so do you unlock your best self. Discover more at trafalgar.com slash unlock. That's T-R-A-F-A-L-G-A-R dot com slash unlock. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Do you, like, if you fuck up, they're going to protect you. They're going to make sure that you still look good no matter what. Mm-hmm. Everyone's going to do that, dude. Oh, and yeah, anyone everyone that everyone says that they won't. Power. Yeah, everyone does. And anyone that's saying that they wouldn't is just like they just can't wrap their head around that idea. Everyone would if it actually happened. Right. Everyone would fuck over anyone if they could. Now, which Joe Biden would it be? Would it be the one with the new voice or the old voice or it'd be the, the drone, the, ear, the, the one with the earlobes not attached or attached or. The square that, elobe. Yeah, yeah. Like it doesn't matter which one, dude. Just, you know, just what I mean? any of the any of them. Okay. Any one of them. Yeah, right. exactly. Right. And th- I just that's had to the get thing. all that on the table. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's fucking insane. It's just it's it's crazy to me that that um, and that's that's another problem that I have with this podcast community is like, dude, some people are like they act like they're so spiritual that uh that they wouldn't fuck over someone if they oh it's in it's natural. It, it's called free will if you want to go the the whole bible route um, yeah yeah I, I i don't personally but we have free will any human being at some point in their entire life will have fucked over somebody for personal gain of course it's natural so so what to do get you a think motion at work to get yeah a pay raise or to, whatever the case an a on a on a test in in high school you know I know I tried cheating in high school. I'm not going to fuck. Yeah. 
<laughs> who didn't? So, so what, what keeps in your mind, what keeps people from, from doing that? Uh, I think it's just a lot of it is how you're raised. And I think between your upbringing, uh, the community you live in ha- has a lot to play with it. Uh, like I live more in a very rural area, although the, the town next to us does have a decent sized college. It's not like a, you know, a huge one, but it, you know, it, it's, it, it, it's a decent sized one, but you, I, I watched my, my stepson grow up now. He, he's white as white can be Him <laughs> and all his friends. They thought they were gangsters, you know? And I looked at him one day, you know, they had, they, they, I don't know, ninth, 10th grade wanted to start a, a gang. They were the Wally gang. I don't even know what the hell they were. I, <laughs> I got pissed off at him. I said, you want to go to the hood? And he, he's looking at me. I said, get my fucking car. We're going to drive down to Harrisburg. I'm going to drop you off in the hood. We're going to see how long you last. You, 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 you think you want to be hood. And, and he's just like looking at me. I was like, I served with people that came out of the hood because they wanted to get away from that. I said, you don't, wow. want, you, you don't want to be part of that. And, and he, all this music you're listening to that glorifies that. No, no. The only reason they're singing about it and making money is because they're making money. You know, they, they don't really want any part of that anymore. You think Snoop Dogg still wants to be running around on the, on the streets, you know, cripping, you know, every day of his life. No, he wants to sit back in his fucking mansion, smoke his weeds, make money. You know, so it's, 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 that's fascinating. It's, it's, you know, but you could take somebody from inner city Chicago and it's going to be a whole completely different mindset and view of the world, you know, compared to those Chicago so, kids are fucking crazy, dude. Yeah, yeah. Very crazy. Crazier. You know, when you live out here on the East coast, you always grew up thinking, Oh, New York city, you know, that that's bad, rough, tough, you know, blah, blah. No. Oh, it's not shit compared to Chicago. Not, not compared to Chicago. No, yeah. not at all. No, Those kids true. will fucking I, I've like I haven't like I, I was kind of like your uh, sounds like I was a little bit like your stepson as a kid, because, you know, growing up privileged, not because I'm white, but because I was middle class. I mean, if you're middle class, you're pretty damn privileged, um, you know, in a sub subdivision, suburbs, whatever, you know, you grow up and, and it that that gangster culture is glamorized. And so, you know, when you're not growing up like that, you're like, oh, dude, I want to be like that. You want to be like that as a as like a middle class kid. You want to be like that as much as a poor ass kid that lives in the ghetto wants to be in your position. Everyone Mm -hmm. wants something that they don't have. Absolutely. So, you know, it's just a very, very interesting uh, concept. Can we pause for a second real quick? Because I have. Yep. Let me tell you something real quick before since we before we just cut it off. I'm grilling chicken and my propane tank ran out. I just got a text oh, right now. Fucking sucks. And All we right. can't we can't have that happen, no, you know. No, I'll push pause. <laughs> All right. Well, welcome back from your uh your grilling your chicken experience. I know. <laughs> you gotta love it when a propane tank goes out. Dude, you know, I actually bought a propane tank the other day. I have like four. Uh-huh. But I bought another one because of the um, scare. We've got a little place that'll refill them nearby. Okay. So, like, instead of exchanging them, I just refill them. So, I'd like to have a little bit of that on. Are you are you concerned at all about like the food supply and like you know utilities and things like this? Mm, I don't know. I try not to. Uh, to be honest with you, I try not to 
to let myself get scared. I know if, if food shortage does get scarce, I, I have a hunting background. So worst case scenario, I, I'll go out and find my own food. You know, I, I forage for wild edible mushrooms. I, uh, I, I'm a hunter gatherer. So on that aspect now utilities, you know, I don't, I don't have an alternate way to heat my house if the electricity goes off. So that, that would kind of worry me, but I think, I think I'd find a way. Actually, I don't think I, I know I would. That's just my, my mentality. I, I live by a, a motto that I've lived by for years is everything's always going to work out for the best. And mm. if you have that mindset, it does, you know, definitely. We got to get you off that propane and get you on some charcoal. Charcoal? Oh, well, no, oh, I just, yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> I know. Well, and that, what's interesting too is my house is heated by propane too. Okay. So it's, um, I mean, I, I find it to be, I, I like it. I mean, I don't, I've, I've been, I grew up in houses where it was like all electricity, um, but it is kind of nice. Shit. It is, dude. And like in Arizona here, the summer AC bills are, here are insane. I've got a pretty small house, very small house. And uh, I mean, dude, even for my tiny little home, uh, it is fucking nuts. And like, God forbid something like, you know, what happened in Texas last year. Oh, that would suck. Goes down. They would fuck us with mm-hmm. with electricity. You know, I know and Texas was in a unique position, but yeah. Do you have central air or do you use window units? Central. Yeah. Yeah. I got AC. Yeah. yeah, that's, how, yeah. that's how ours is. And, and I, I kind of feel the same way because now our, we have a lot of humidity out here. So it, we, we get that, that humid heat and it's just fucking brutal. I, I'd give anything to go back to dry heat any day. <laughs> you know, that's what we got here. I get it. It's 120, but you go in the shade. Yes, it is 20 degrees cooler and you do feel a fucking difference. Yeah. And you yeah, can breathe. you don't feel like you're, you're sitting there trying to breathe underwater all day yeah drowning yeah yeah i, I think that's why florida is so fucked up oh dude oh now that's that's the biggest thing i hate about living in pennsylvania is the humidity i, I wish i could go back to wyoming or, or idaho where, where i grew up and you know I, I, the air is just so much better you know and you don't have the humidity and yeah it's a dry heat but i can breathe and my allergies weren't as bad for some reason, I thought you were in Wisconsin. Uh, it's probably because I'm a Wisconsin Badgers fan and a Green Bay Packers fan. Okay, that makes sense. Did you grow up there? No, I I, uh, I was born in Gillette, Wyoming, and then we moved to well, my mom and my real dad split. So then I moved. My mom took me to Idaho till I was 10, 10 or eleven, and then me, her, and my stepdad moved out here to Pennsylvania interesting so yeah and the funny thing is you know you grow up out west with grizzly bears moose you know all this shit you know you you learn to you know pay attention when you're out in the wilderness well the woods out here are completely fucking different um it's like so enclosed like you walk in you you know you can't see 30 40 feet in front of you sometimes because all the underbrush and what have you the kids out here had me scared that white tailed deer had razor sharp teeth and they were, they were going to eat me. <laughs> yeah. And I fell for it. Hook, line and sinker. I'm like, Oh my God, I can't go in the woods. These deer are going to get me. But yet I came from a place that had fucking grizzly bears. So 
Damn. Yeah, I was a little, a little naive when I was when I was younger. But that's yeah. funny. Now, and, and the only reason I'm a uh, Green Bay uh, fan and and Wisconsin Badger fan is because moving out here, every you either had to like pet, be a Penn State fan, a Pittsburgh fan, or an Eagles fan. And I'm like, no, no, I'm going to pick my own shit. And at that time, they were the Green Bay was the biggest underdog for for many years, and you know. They gave Super Bowl one and one and two, and you know they had had a good run and what have you, and then you know they just kind of fell off for years until Favre kind of brought them back and sparked some some interest back into them. But you know I liked them before Favre was there, and you know and then Reggie White came there. I was like, oh man, this is great. And, you know, I've just been a fan ever since. There you go, dude. I've been a, a Cardinals fan for a little while, and they suck too. So you know they're yeah, great they're, now, but. It, every team has its up and downs but then you know you, you can go on the the whole conspiracy theory is is professional sports rigged you know what i mean D- i they think are, they you know, are dude and i think they are too because you see some of these games and you're like how do you call a call like that like take dallas and the uh the the saints game they they call a, a blindside block mm. that probably cost the saints the game but yet the saints player was facing the dallas player when he put on a block and i'm like you know it's just weird shit like and then you get the whole tom brady shit in there and it's like you know uh, i don't know (laughs) i I could i could yeah i could go on a terror about tom brady i can't fucking stand the guy he might be a nice guy in person he really could be I have heard some weird things about him and his wife and, you know, her. Yeah. The witchcraft. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? But I don't know. Yeah. There's, there's too much coincidences that point to it being rigged. than there are not. Who do you think's the best? Not that this is like something very interesting for everyone else, but like, who do you think's the best out of Tom Brady, Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers? Aaron Rodgers, hands down. But don't be don't be biased. I'm not. You, you think it's Aaron Rodgers? In, yep. You put those two in the same same predicament, same clutch. Aaron Aaron's going to come through with you for you somehow, some way, and you you don't see a defense get in Aaron Rodgers' head. Whereas if once a defense gets in Brady's head, he gets bumped a couple times. He starts getting pissed. He starts throwing fits on the sideline. He starts acting like a child baby. Aaron, now he might get pissed at some of his players. You know, hey, you were supposed to be on this mark at this time for this, you know, play to develop or whatever. But he he's not going to act like a little bitch. And Brady does. Uh, Breeze, class act. I, I'll give Breeze all his credits. But Aaron just has this, this knack that, that nobody's ever going to fill. You know what I mean? Like he just, I don't know. And I was, <laughs> when he first came on as the starter, I was like, oh, we're, we're, we're doomed. I'm like, Who's he's got there? a big ego. He does have a big ego, but I think that ego came um, kind of well-deserved because he, he was the big underdog. You know what I mean? He didn't play for a big college. He, he was the, he was the underdog from day one and he had something to prove to everybody and he still gets treated like he still has to have something that he needs to prove no matter how good he is everybody oh the moment he throws a wobbly pass or Aaron Rodgers is done he's washed up 
oh, am I? Okay, I guess I still have something to fucking prove. And I, mm-hmm. I, that's kind of how I look at it and, and respect from him because, you know, I was kind of upset at Brett Favre for not, you know, you know, take the kid under your, under your wing. You're Brett Favre. It's not my job. Oh, okay. Well, you know, now, now we see where we're at. And, you know, now he's kind of doing the same thing to, to Jordan Love, but maybe, maybe that's the game. Maybe that, that's how it's supposed to be played or whatever. But I don't know. I just, he's the Hail Mary King. I mean, come on. <laughs> Yeah, there's something to be said about the the whole conspiratorial conspiratorial aspect in sports. I do think that uh, Brady has been chosen for whatever reason. I think he'll win another Super Bowl at some point, probably. No, maybe not this year. I don't know. You know, I don't know when that dude's going to retire. He is uh, he's a freak of nature uh, compared to Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees and all these others, but. Yeah, dude, it's fascinating. I like the conspiratorial aspect of sports. You get the whole like Patrick Ewing thing and like, uh, you know, all these really, really interesting characters, Michael Jordan's deals and like, dude, yeah, it's it's uh, dude. I never realized how big of a shit talker Michael Jordan was until he left the game. Like growing up as a kid, watching him and being a huge fan, you always thought he was a class act on the court. And then once he fully steps away from the game, you're like. Oh no, he was the biggest shit talker to everybody. Like he didn't care who you were. Hey, I seen a clip the other day. Uh, was it Dikembe Mutombo? He, he looked over at and he was he was shooting a free throw shot. And he goes, "Hey Dikembe, this is for you." And he closes his eyes. And I remember watching that. He just closed his eyes, boop, dipped it. And I was just, wow. like, you know what I mean? It's like, and I'm sorry, you can you can try to compare uh, LeBron James to him. No comparison. Yeah, no comparison. None, none at all. I, I watch clips of this dude. He should have been a soap soap opera star. That's how bad his acting is. And actually, I LeBron, say, or yeah, LeBron. Um, uh, not even a soap opera star because there's there's some soap opera stars that that could win a, a, an Emmy compared to what he does. It's yeah, like, yeah, that's oh an insult God. to soap opera stars. Yeah, it's like, dude. Uh, and then I guess Rittenhouse just got the green light to. Sue him for like a hundred and ten million dollars for defamation. Really? Yeah. The judge granted the uh the case, I guess. There's something weird with Rittenhouse too, man. I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not uh not a fan of that whole situation, but at no, the same time, I'm it, glad the kid it got off. I'm me glad too. the kid was able to defend himself, but I think there's a lot that needs to be looked into him. Could he be a psyop? Could he be CIA trained? We don't know his parents' background. You know what I mean? This kid has an AR-15 and has gun control and an accuracy like a special teams member. Yeah, it like special forces to the mm-hmm. fucking max, dude. I mean, like, yeah, you could. Uh, I, you said you served in the military and mm-hmm. stuff, too. Like, dude, like, right. I don't care. I, you could give that to probably any of your buddies. I, I, I'm not insulting anyone. They probably wouldn't be able to operate that same fashion that this 17 year old fucking kid did. I know I couldn't. Not, not I could not either. Mm-mm. no it's and, fascinating and bam, bam. you know just and i don't care how many video games you play that's in order to pull that off you need real world exercise training well did you see that interview that he did with tucker tucker carlson i saw bits and pieces of it so when he, supposedly when he was on the ground before he shot rosenbaum in the bicep which, you know, it just so happens that he shot Rosen. Uh, no, not Rosenbaum. I'm sorry. Uh, Gage, whatever that guy's name is. I forget his last name. 
uh, not the pedophile, but the uh, the guy that I, didn't. I, I get them all confused. So I know a bunch of fucking criminals. Yeah. But the last guy that he did not kill, but he just blew his arm off, mm-hmm. basically. Um, he shot him in a specific point where he couldn't drop the gun. He sh- he blew his bicep off, and that makes when you when you lose your bicep, your hand is clenched. So like all the photographs that were taken of this dude, he's still holding the pistol. He couldn't oh, drop shit. the pistol. He couldn't drop the pistol even if he wanted to because his bicep was. Yeah, his bicep was fucking blown off. And before he did that, he realized that his gun was supposedly jammed and he did the like the jam assist. Like he he was in the middle of fucking like life or death situation, clears a jam with the AR-15 like a Ruger, like the they mm-hmm. they have the the jam like the, you can pop the thing out and mm-hmm. it'll it'll eject whatever is jamming your shit up. And he does that before he pops off and, and blows this dude's arm off. <laughs> and he's he's unable to let go of the pistol, even if he wanted to let go of it. So every photo that's taken, he's still holding that pistol in his hand. Call that a fluke. Call that whatever you want. I'm sure he probably didn't even know that. But the <sighs> fact that he cleared this jam, the fact that he cleared this jam like that in a split second. That's not something that that, you know, I hate when people say. That's that this, training taking effect. Yeah. I hate when people say that this kid with no training was able to go out and do this kind of damage. It's clear that he was trained. Yeah. And he had a tactical sling. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, I get it. A lot of guys carry tactical slings, you know, to, for ease of, okay, you know, it's down. You, bam, you know, you, you got your gun at, at your ready. But as a young kid like that, like you're saying, and he, pinpoints a bicep can't drop can't drop the pistol and clears a jam that's that's instinct training right out the gate you you have been trained to do that over and over and over and over and over to to the point where it's muscle memory yeah muscle memory for him yes and uh, i don't know and then then there's rumors flying around that he's i forget the the correct term but basically uh a, a junior mason I, for, I forget what they call him um you know so is there ties in that and nobody knows who his parents background to his parents you know we do know okay he's he is i think part puerto rican or part part hispanic of some sort but other than that you, you don't know shit about this kid well kenosha is a major mason city i mean major major mason city there's a lot of Okay. Yeah, yeah. You can look at the seal of the city and it's uh it's insane. I mean, there's an all seeing eye in the fucking seal of Kenosha. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. And, and you know, people will say like, well, yeah, a lot of a lot of cities were founded by Masons. Um, Wisconsin wasn't one of the original 13. Right. I mean, <laughs> there's a lot of uh, very interesting aspects to this whole whole deal. So it's one of those things. But, dude, what I think it is, it's a distraction from this Ghislaine Maxwell thing. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people have like courtroom fatigue. No one wants to just watch trial hours and hours of courtroom footage. Right. And you can't even watch just Lane's stuff. Um, but I'm hearing that Trump's heavily implicated in this whole thing. Supposedly Ivana, uh, his old, his ex-wife, you know, the mother of Ivanka mm-hmm. yep. was buddy, buddy with just And then I guess he met, uh, Trump met Melania through Epstein. Um, really? 
that's that's what I heard. And I, I heard that from Stu Peters uh, show and Stu Peters is a he's, great, great show. He, he, he I, I did used to listen to his his podcast. I, I had to I had to step away from the whole because I got bamboozled into the whole Q thing. Me and NY was he Q? Stu? Yeah. No, no. But it, it aligned with like X-22 report and all that. And I was, just, oh, okay. you know, at, when I came across them, it was, it was at that time. It was like, I'm, I'm done. I, I just got to decompress and get away from it for a little, little while. You know what I mean? So, yeah, but Stu, I, I do respect his work because he does do good work. I mean, he was a good bounty hunter, wasn't a great rapper, but he, he, <laughs> he finally found his niche in, in what he's doing and, and, and he does a damn good job at it. Yeah. I, I, I find his, his stuff fascinating. I actually just got into a very, very like today I, is when I started really like trying to listen to it a lot. Um, okay. I've heard of him like he's I've seen him on Infowars and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, dude, very, very interesting. And it's kind of coincidental. I'm, I'm working on right now this thing about uh, brucella and brucellosis, which is this very interesting uh, chemical that the Nazis we're working with to try and weaponize as a bioweapon. Um, it's a, a, a chemical that comes from cows and mammals and things. And um, I think I've heard you talk about Brucella. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm going to do an episode on this tomorrow, actually. And it's it's very tomorrow being uh, December 5th. But um, yeah, man, it's going to be a, a very it, it's fucking fascinating. And, and I'm also going to play the uh, the Australian dudes interview as part of that. But, uh, you know, completely, completely not aligned with what I'm talking about. But I figured, uh, you know, what better time to talk about it when we're talking about COVID-19 and shit. I I hate talking about it because I feel like it's such a marketing campaign and there's so much to it. You can't go to a fucking grocery store without hearing a freaking Moderna mRNA shot. It's free. It's available. It's like, oh, my God, just shut the fuck up. Like I'm Dude, sick of hearing about it. There's uh, what's interesting to me is the whole Merck connection. Merck mm-hmm. is the oldest pharmaceutical company in the United States, but where was Merck with the whole vaccines? Right? You have Pfizer, Pfizer BioNTech, which are two separate companies, right? And then you have uh, Moderna. You had Johnson and Johnson, and for some reason, AstraZeneca got in, and like I think they were just like a scapegoat because yeah, they right. they left real quick. Where was Merck? You don't think Merck had the resources to come out with this vaccine this quick, but now they're coming out with this fucking pill mm-hmm. that that supposedly increases mutations. Did and you com- see the I, I shared a video of Tulsi Gabber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that. I mean, Joe Rogan shared that. So yeah. many people are talking about Tulsi Gabbard and Tulsi Gabbard's a snake in the grass, dude. Don't think for a second oh, that Tulsi Gabbard's on your side because no. what she's going to do is possibly, if not this election, the next election, she's going to split the Republican vote because she's a Democrat, but she's aligning with Republican ideals. And she's going to make it so that whoever is the Republican candidate, Tulsi will probably run as an independent and -hmm. she'll split the Republican vote and all the Democrats will vote for Joe Biden or Harris or whoever the fuck is their fucking puppet that they're going to put in next. I'm Um, surprised she didn't get more votes on looks alone. Like she's a good looking woman. She's hot. Big fan of her. Like I didn't really pay attention to her in the primaries. And then, you know, you know, and I I heard the name floating around, but I never really looked up what she looked like or who she was, whatever. And then recently I'm like, Oh, 
Oh yeah. How did you not get more votes just on looks alone? Like big fan of her. You know, but yeah, I, I agree. She's a snake in the ground uh, or grass, big time. You know, they all are. I mean, who who are we kidding? I mean, you you just got done saying Trump was as being implicated in in this whole Jeffrey Ep- Epstein thing, and then then you have the the hard hard Trumpers. No, it wasn't like that. And yeah, saying that about my my Messiah. Stop holding them up is what. It's v- yeah. It's very interesting that these conservatives are looking at this dude. And I, I, I'll admit, dude, I was caught up in it, man. I thought that I was Trump too. was like, I was like, dude, Trump is going to fucking turn this country around. You got this guy and that he did for a little bit. He did. I'll, I think that that's by design. Credit. Well, yeah. for the record, I think he'll be back. I think that he will be back. I don't know if it'll be in the presidential role. I, I, I kind of hope so, because I want to see what happens. But I, I think like, that I would like my dollar eighty five gas back. I would really. Yeah. Yeah. Well, see, I don't think that that's going to ever come back personally. Maybe I'm I'm, I hope I'm wrong, but I think that, um, you know, they got him out. They put him in to get this great economy going and to kind of make it seem like things are going to be great for the U.S. Mm -hmm. And then they put in this puppet like, you know, Biden, who, you know, we can say, you know, Obama's behind him. We can say Susan Rice is behind him, whatever. Um, But I think that Trump will come back. Maybe Bishop Larry Gators is behind him. Maybe he's a fucking weirdo too. <laughs> um, you know, we put we put Trump back in, and he's going to turn things around, and everyone's going to listen to what Trump says at that point. You know, if we if we go to the brink, and then Trump gets in, and and he saves the country, like legitimately saves it, like maybe we're on like the verge of nuclear war, like a cold war, and Trump brings us out of it in like a year or two years or whatever, however long his term, if he gets back in, I'm saying this is just my theory. I think that he's been chosen to be the one that really sucks the conservatives and all these people that hate the liberal agenda and hate this multi-racial fucking multi-gender, whatever we want to call this whole initiative, the Marxism right. um, takes us back from the brink of that. And, and, you know, we, we start seeing our, our country prosper a little bit. Um, everyone will follow. Everyone will be like, damn, like, yeah, I, I remember when gas was seven dollars and yeah. now it's two dollars again. Holy shit. This guy does know what he's doing. And then he's going to convince conservatives to, to give their guns up. And if you don't think that he could do that, he is the only one fucking person that can do that. He look at it this way. And I don't mean to interrupt you. No, go for it. I I align a lot with how your your, your religious views and and what have you. But if you take the the whole end times prophecy thing, yeah, the first the first first half of it's supposed to be great, then the second half of the antichrist is supposed to be bad, and then the true antichrist comes back and saves the world. Is that what we're witnessing? You know, yeah, everyone, that, you know, everyone I mean? lines up with the antichrist, right? Yeah, and so it's like, huh, like, okay, we were energy independent. We we had a lot of stuff starting to finally go our way and then a shit show happened and now we have a diarrhea show a raging diarrhea show so what's next oh something to and and this is kind of why i'm looking at it this way is because so many conservatives out there hold that dude up like a Mm -hmm. fucking 
Messiah and he's yes. not. And it's, it, it, and when people start doing that, I'm like, dude, you, you got to pump your fucking brakes. You're holding him on a pedestal that, that he's a man. He, he's, he's, he's not somebody, oh, you know what I mean? Like high and mighty. And you, you, you want to treat him like that. No, you, you, it, to me, that, that, that scares me when I, when I see people holding him to a standard like that. Well, dude, think about this. Who was he at, at war with? He was at war with mainstream media. Uh He was at war with liberals and he was at war with Hollywood who made that motherfucker famous. Hollywood made him famous. He was a TV mogul Uh who, you know, he was, he was a Democrat and his daughter, lifelong Democrat. Yeah. And his daughter who potentially sold him out. Um, this is like, you know, if you're going to give him the benefit of doubt, she's a Kabbalist, a Kabbalist. I, I always get that wrong. She practices Kabbalah. She wears the red wristband. Um, she's she's with Jared Kushner, who is she's also totally. Yeah, uh, I don't know if she's a judge, but I know he is. Uh, didn't didn't all his kids go to uh, maybe I'm using the wrong word. Uh, Jesuit schools like uh, like Georgetown and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I know that she practices Kabbalah and Kabbalah is like that mystic Judaism thing. Mm-hmm. And like when I whenever I um, I've posted things about Ivanka practicing Judaism, just like Madonna does, like, you know, Ariana Grande, which Ariana Grande had her big sacrifice at her concert, uh, you know, recently, oh, fairly really? recently. Oh, enlighten me. <laughs> I did not hear anything. Yeah, this was I think it was in England where uh, where was that? Where, oh, you know, there was where- a where someone got shot in the crowd or whatever. Yeah. I think a few people got shot up in the yeah, crowd. That that was, I thought that was like a year or so ago. It, I mean, it was longer than a year ago. Yeah. Um, I do I, remember I that s- now because it traumatized her so much. Yeah. She was all she freaked was off out the scene for like 30 days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's how, that's how bad it messed with her. Yeah. And yeah, Madonna is like supposedly the big Hollywood Kabbalah, you know, like the grand high witch in Kabbalah. So, you know, you have these people, but Ivanka is part of that. And Ivanka lives in the same fucking neighborhood as Obama, Colorama in mm-hmm. uh, in in Washington, D.C. So these people are friends, man. I think that, you know, think of who was who was this guy that everyone is so concerned with. That was the he was an Obama, Obama appointee and he got like indicted and then Trump pardoned him. General fucking Flynn, man. General Flynn was an Obama appointee. And this guy has investments. He's tied in with Patrick Byrne and his brother, Patrick. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm sorry. uh, General Flynn's brother is tied in with Patrick Byrne. And they're all behind freaking um, Dominion voting systems. So it's it's just a weird, weird thing where it's like, man, Trump is meant to look like this guy that's just been screwed over by all the people that he surrounded himself with and everyone. But then look how everybody was, oh, General Flynn, he's such a good guy. He's on our side now. You know, this, that, the third, everything. And then, like you were saying, you know, Ivanka lives by the Obamas. I heard something the other day. I forget what podcast I was listening to, but they had just made like a, a rough shot mention at uh, what if Obama had a hand in getting Trump elected because he didn't want Hillary elected? I think that's 100 percent true. I could see that because I don't think the Obamas and Clintons really like each other too much, if, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, they could. 
it could be like a, a, a public show that they don't really like each other or that they do or behind the scenes, it could be vice versa, you know, who, who knows? And then I, uh, well, do you remember who started the whole birther certificate controversy? Oh, uh, that would be Mr. Donald John Trump. It was actually Hillary Rodham Clinton. Oh, really? Yes. When they were running against each other in the primaries, she was saying that, that Obama was right. not even she was right. saying that Obama was not even born in this country. We can't elect him. But no one has mentioned that Kamala Harris wasn't fucking born in this country, dude. No, no. And she's not black. Yeah, she's Indian. Yeah. So. <laughs> so like, oh, the first African-American first late. No, she's not African-American. She's Indian and Jamaican. I've also heard that uh, Obama is actually like Indonesian or some shit. Mm-hmm. I, I heard that he's like some weird Asian. Uh, you know, he's probably got some black in him, like some African of some sort, um, possibly. But like how how racist is this country still? Like realistically, when we right. say like when we see Obama and we're like, oh, first black president. And what if he was fucking Asian and white? That would be kind of <laughs> fucked up, would right? Be kind of fucked up. I saw <laughs> the other day. Um, I forget this, the company's name. It, they're out of Canada. They're supposed to be this clone cloning uh, laboratory or whatever. Michael Jackson supposedly used them in Canada. Yeah. Clonade. Clonade. And there is speculation. There's no there's absolutely no proof of this to happen at all. But that the uh, a couple in like 96. Whose identities were covered up, yada, yada, yada hired the services of cloning and that same year uh the i forget i forget the oldest obama daughter the nesbits those are the nesbits yeah and the and because there's no pictures of Mich- big mike ever being pregnant yeah. And this and this, yeah yeah that that was the people that that hired the services of this company to clone and then if you have you ever listened to freeman fly I've heard him on on uh, Tripoli. Uh, yeah, D- check out. Honestly, if you have time, check out his Freeman his Fly show. TV. Yeah, or just the Free Zone. He 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 does. You know, he, any podcast player, he does. He does a free okay. hour. Um, but he had a theory that Obama was a clone of uh, Akhenaten. Yeah, and it, it, it you start looking at shit, and it's like, you know, you, you might you might be onto something there, buddy. You know, who, we don't fucking know. You know what I mean? Like nobody knows, but that that's what makes everything fun is because you can go down any rabbit hole you want. Yeah. And yeah, I remember he was saying smacked in the face with a, you know, a brick wall, but sometimes you don't. Well, yeah. And like, what do you have to lose if you're looking into something that's like entertaining to you? What do you have? You lost some time because you're entertained with a spooky story. I mean, like, that's the worst fucking case. But yeah, I heard something, too, where Barack Obama in Hebrew translates to fire falling from the sky. It's like Barack Obama or something. It's like a loose translation to Barack Obama. Um, And then you have like several very interesting cases where like, you know, you can string words together. And it it ties in with Barack uh, Rosebud and something else were uh, the daughter's names because um, you had Renegade mm-hmm. was Obama. That was his CIA code name. And then he had Rosebud 
and something else for an R for the other daughter. And those tied in with some Egyptian cult shit. And what's Sorry. weird, too, is the uh, the Trump family's uh, code names. You had uh, Mogul. Trump was Mogul. And then you had uh, Don Jr. being Mountaineer. And then you had Eric Trump being Marksman. You had uh, Melania being Muse. And then I forget what Ivanka was. Um, but yeah, those are those are interesting little names. I mean, those are always fascinating because you had like obviously everyone knows like Hillary Clinton's evergreen. Um, so yeah, yeah, and, and it's, that's a rabbit hole that you can go down. Why do they give them these names? How do well, they? How well, they have they to. You, no, I, I know they have to, but but <coughs> but why that name for that person? Like there has to be some subliminal dark oh sure whatever you know to okay you're evergreen well evergreen is you know you get into whole like uh colorado dank you know kind of breaks down with with uh evergreen being the the uh with fertility and 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 like kind of like loki and what have you so uh and renegade you know but rosebud I get a different little meaning when I hear Rosebud. Yeah, I don't know exactly what it means. I know that uh, you, you brought up Freeman Fly. That's the only reason that I brought that up because he he tied Rosebud into something. I forget exactly what it was, but yeah, dude, it's okay. like could be like tying in with a Scarlet Whore. I mean, who knows? I mean, she, she is goofing around with a lot of uh, white kids at, at her uh, rich private you know boarding schools and stuff. But it's weird, dude. There's there's tons of messages for for you know you can find whatever you want in this stuff yeah, absolutely you know and it, just like with the whole q thing you can find whatever you want if you yeah if you want to make it work for you and yes sir i think uh i think you need to run because i think your titties are done yeah the food's done dude i mean i i hope <laughs> i don't know if you got anything else to say man i'm uh no, very happy to be on, on here though i'm i'm honored to have my mentor on and and shoot oh. the shit and uh I, I hope we get to do it again the the, the debater show kind of hard with my schedule um but I'll, I'll make something work someday uh hopefully soon but you know I, I appreciate everything you've done for me so at this moment in time plug away my friend well yeah dude we, we'll have to uh I'd, I'd love to do this again man it, this just felt like a normal conversation usually I do all kinds of research and this one was just kind of fun because we just kind of shot the shit and still talked about some stuff that is important i think so Absolutely. uh really appreciative to be on your show um but yeah man I, I you know dangerous world podcast and uh just have a having a great time meeting all kinds of people dude and uh dude you know i'm not your mentor you did this all yourself man you know you, you uh you reached out to me you you uh you started your own show and it sounds like you even got more equipment than i do you know at this point you got your <laughs> you got your uh What's that thing you said you got? I got a little uh, Mayano mixer. So. Yeah, a mixer. See, this is the thing, dude. I don't that even know what I'm talking about. Old, that goes back to my old DJ days, back back, you know, when I was in the Air Force and did it on a, as a hobby on the weekends when I didn't have to work. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like no. I needed something to mess with. You know, I needed the ones and twos, as Tripoli says, with 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 Johnny Woodard. You know, that's what they mean by ones and twos. You know, you're the one on the the control board with, with the mixer. You know, making sure. Yeah, dude. So. No, yeah, you're you're killing it, dude. And I uh I definitely think that you should stick with this and it will uh 
it, it's just a fun thing, man. So uh, I appreciate anyone listening to my third eye podcast. And uh, yeah, check out my show uh, for anyone that that hasn't heard of Dangerous World. Got a Patreon at Dangerous World. Um, you can just look me up there on Patreon. Um, yeah, man, just uh, always having a good time and and love meeting people like you, dude. Well, thanks. And I love meeting people like you. And make sure you go to his store and buy some of his shirts, his stickers. I oh, have thanks. a shirt, His get a hoodie. You know, you got to plug that, too. Don't leave it <laughs> yeah. short. Yeah, thanks, man. I just didn't want to take up too much time with uh, with the plugs. But yeah, dangerousworldstore.com. And uh, any anytime any uh, product may get messed up in the mail or, or uh, you know, if you wash it and something goes wrong, I always replace it. But you got to tell me if it gets messed up. Somebody just the other day, uh, I think that was you. Yeah, you told was. me that something. What I happened with your shirt? Well, here's the thing. My wife got this new washer that doesn't have an agitator in it so she can wash her comforters. You know, that's a new big thing, you know. So I've only worn the, I only wear the shirt every now and again, like when I know I'm going to go out in public, you know, cause I got the t-shirt at the time and it's getting a little chillier now, but we had a warm day and I was like, Oh, okay. We're, we're going out and run some errands. I'm, you know, government is the virus. So I, I wear my <laughs> shirt. So I put it on, I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm like, what the hell? Like my, my, my sleeve feels weird. And it's just like all blown out on, 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 on the side. And I said, babe, I said, what the fuck happened to my shirt? And she's like, I don't know. I pulled it out of the wash and it was like that. She goes, there was nothing in there other than other t-shirts. And I was like, well, that sucks. I was like, well, I'm going to be ordering another shirt. And she's like, okay, you know, do, do whatever you got. And I will tell you though, that is a comfy t-shirt. I don't know what cotton they use, but it, I love the feel of it because there's some shirts, oh, you, you know what I mean, that uses cotton, but it's still yeah, cardboard. Kinda, yeah, yeah, but no, that, that was soft, and and I always loved wearing it. And I would, I would be walking around, and people, you know, they'd glance over, and then all of a sudden, their eyes just. So I was like, <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, they call it they call it jersey cotton. It's just a very very soft cotton. But was it the ink that blew out, or was it the no, shirt? It was the shirt itself. It, okay. It just, like uh, and the funny thing is is there's no seam that that's what caught my eye there's no seam there on on the sleeve for it to do that so i don't know i'll just don't worry about replay i'll just buy a new one no no i replace them dude if if they get fucked up i replace them man even if it's uh no matter what because yeah i don't i obviously don't uh fucking weave the shirts and shit but yeah no i uh i I replace anything that gets messed up but like i said you got to tell me when it gets messed up and i'll replace them man like uh, you know I cut out the middleman. I print these things myself. So that's why uh, I'm able to, you know, sell them for a pretty cheap price. And then I can, you know, replace them if they do get messed up, uh, even if it's not my fault, if it's the goddamn uh, manufacturer that messed right. it up, I, I still fix them man, because, you know, I appreciate anyone that's interested in wearing my uh, my goofy designs. So thank yeah, you for, I, for I honestly, I, I, I got to get a hoodie off you because. I'm a hoodie guy at this time of year up here in uh, uh, Pennsylvania. Well, I'm working on getting those uh, COVID uh, world tour hoodies. I'm, I might make some hoodies as well. So I got the t-shirts. So, you know, let me know what kind of hoodie you want and, you know, you know where to hit me up. Yeah. And don't forget, you got those, uh, those high quality, awesome. Let's go Brandon stickers. Yeah, dude, those are, those are different ones than my normal stickers. Cause my dad got involved with those. He, he made those. So those are high, high quality. He works for a company that makes bomb stickers. So that's awesome. 
Let me know, man. Thank you for for letting me do that. No, you're welcome. No, any time. You know, like I said, you may not look at yourself the way I look at you, but you know, I I, I got to take time and and thank you for all the help. I to me, reaching out and asking questions is hard, but at the same time, every time I do it, I think I'm being like a nagging little ex girlfriend in, in, in a sense. So no, like, not at all, dude. Like, I just you know, don't have guys, the answers. Like no, like with like Apple stuff. Like because because people forget, man. Brandon started the show with me, and he did right. all that technical stuff. So I would have to go and like I would do the same thing as most people that ask me these questions. Like Joe from Legit Bat was asking me the other day, how do I get a private RSS feed? on on patreon i don't fucking know i mean brandon did that you know what i mean so like i would have to go and i would have to research how to do that just the same as as anyone else would so no man uh ask ask away and if i know how to do it i'll tell you and if not i'll say hey man i don't know you gotta look it up you know and you do you're like dude don't know (laughs) if i was looking at that screen i'd have the same answer or questions as you do i'm like exactly oh Oh, that's cool that's fair (laughs) exactly man no it's fun i i love this growing experience and i want to have you on again and you know maybe maybe do a round table even if it's not monday night master debaters you know do a round table with you know a few of us and yeah dude we can definitely make that happen there's so much love in in this this small little community of uh podcasters that um are clicking right now that are you know have been in the game for for a couple years like yourself and some that have been in it for a year and some are just getting started like myself and like davy wavy from uh red pill cartel and love him yeah so um I think me and him are going to be chatting tomorrow. I awesome. Know, I don't know when we're going to release it, but uh, yeah, he he actually reached out to me on Instagram on one of my posts. He goes, dude, you can't be posting that. That's how you're going to get shadow banned. I'm like, okay, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll calm down. <laughs> but at the same time, I'm like, shadow. What are we doing this for? Yeah. Yeah. Sh- what are we doing? Shadow for? ban me. I, I'm, I got my battle axe. You know what I mean? Yeah, dude. I'm ready. Let's take some fucking heads. I, I don't give a shit. We call that a callback in the biz. You reference something at the end that you talked about in the very beginning. That's professional shit right there, dude. So, oh, well, thank yeah, you. man, let me know when uh, when you got a topic that you want to talk about and I'll have you on uh, on DWP, man. I'd, I'd love to have That'd you. Be on awesome. That'd be Think awesome. of something and, and we'll dive deep into it. OK, yeah, we'll do. And on that note. Everybody, Ryan Dean from Dangerous World Podcast. Thank you for coming on. And uh, man, this 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 was this was awesome. Great conversation where where you, you just feel like you're just sitting down, having a drink with your buddy, and just letting the conversation flow where it goes. So, thank you for joining and tuning in to another episode of My Third Eye. Until next time, take it easy. Mike Rowe here with a radical idea. If you want to see more companies make more things in this country, 
buy more things from more companies who make things in this country. I refer in this case to the incredible t-shirts, sweatshirts, blue jeans, and more made by my friends at American Giant. Everything American Giant makes is made in the United States. And right now, you can take 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com slash Mike. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike. 